Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. drink, 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 drink. Welcome to Drinking Bros, everybody. We are still live from Los Angeles uh, the rest of this week um, as the boys move the rest of their entire company, Black Rifle Coffee, down to San Antonio, Texas. On the last show, we had Vincent Marcus, who is fucking brilliant. If you hadn't listened to that episode, please go back and check it out. His evolution of Eminem impression is arguably one of the greatest things I've heard in podcast history. That being said, we brought another impressionist to come on. We, we had a huge uh, kind of like a walk-in all-day party at our Airbnb in L.A., and anybody was welcome to, to come in and join and, and hop on the show, actor-wise, comedian-wise, who were some of our faves. But we didn't know who was going to show up. Um, and in the middle of the night, uh, right after the Vincent Marcus show, a guy named Jonathan Kite showed up, who's a comedian and an impressionist. And uh, we let the two of them go at it on the show, impression-wise. And it's just magic. It's, it's uh, one of the funniest episodes ever. So, ladies and gentlemen, here is Jonathan Kite uh, right after our sponsors. First up, we've got BlackRifleCoffee.com. As you know, they are our chief sponsor, which Evan loves to hear. And uh, they've got some of the finest coffee in the land. Forget, forget that these guys are... are are my best friends. They make the finest coffee there is. And, uh, I really enjoy it. I've been a, a member of their coffee of the month club for fuck man, like a year and a half at this point. Shit's about $4 cheaper than Costco. And it just gets shipped right to your house on the same dates. Every single month, grab life by the beans, go to blackriflecoffee.com. Type in the promo code Drinking Bros for 20% off. That's a one-time use only. Uh, or you can type in the promo code uh, Revolution, as in Ross Patterson Revolution, our sister show that a little a little gent like me runs. Um, and that's also a one-time use for 20% off. Uh, don't tell Evan and the boys, though. I told you that. Uh, <laughs> next up, we've got uh, StrikeForceEnergy.com. Yeah! Uh, these are these are day one homies, man. We've been with Strike Force uh, from the get go. Huge fan of these guys. They got four amazing flavors: original lemon, uh, fucking orange, and make America grape again. They have also got a 750 milliliter bottle that rests on your bar top or countertop, and you can just boom boom pop a couple squirts in and motherfucking go. Um, it lasts longer than five hour energy, and you can kick the can. You don't need that bullshit anymore. You can get rid of Red Bull. Monster kickstart all of it. Go to go to strikeforceenergy.com. Get yourself a tasty tiny little tin pouch full of energy that just rips open and squeezes into all of your drinks. Um right right now. I'm fuck, I'm drinking it right now. It goes great with vodka, by the way. Go to strikeforceenergy.com, type in the promo code drinking bros for 20% off. Big fan of the guys at Strike Force Energy. Uh, again, strikeforceenergy.com, promo code drinking bros, 20% off. Next up, we've got ghostbed.com. Sleep so good, it's scary. Dude, the guys at Ghostbed are are changing the game. Uh, they've got the new Craftmatic, which just ships to your house. That that motherfucker, you don't even have to to 
build yourself, which is amazing. Same with the mattress. The mattress just ships right to your house and boom, you pop it open. It's ready to go. Same with the the, the bed frame and it's adjustable. It's got a remote control. It's got uh, LED lights on it. It's even got like cables and plugins for like iPhones and shit like that. Um, it's it's kind of crazy what they're doing over there. They've also got this new cooling mattress, which is like 15 degrees cooler than the rest of your house. Uh, if you're like me, I'm a cold sleeper. Like I enjoy that shit. While my wife cranks up the fucking thermostat, like we live next to the gates of hell. Uh, Ghostbed will keep you nice and cool for the evening. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Typically, they run a, a deal that's like $50 off and two free pillows. But uh, now what they're doing is uh, they're fucking doing, they're, they're giving the best deals possible. Like you can get like 400 bucks off of Craftmatic. So go to, go to fucking... Uh, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros and find out the deals. I want to say, I think they're giving away like $400 off shit. They've also got a pay as you go plan. So you don't have to buy that shit all at once, uh, which is nice. Uh, Cause that's look, mattresses are expensive. Uh, they, they're, they're pretty fairly priced here at Ghostbed, which is nice, but uh big fan of those guys. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Next up, we've got grill your ass off. Man, it is about 76 degrees here in Wilmington, North Carolina, and it is gorgeous. It is grilling season. Now that ass-eating season's over, it's time to hit that grill again. Um, grill your ass off has got uh, it's got like some of the finest seasonings you've ever had for your meats. Uh, steak seasoning, chicken, sausage, all, all that shit. They've got it. Go to grillyourassoff.com. Also, follow their Instagram. Uh, at Grill Your Ass Off. It, it, well, I like to call it meat porn. Um, one of my favorite Instagrams. And they also have videos on YouTube, how-to videos for cooking certain products and, and using their seasons properly. And they've always got new seasonings coming out, which is awesome about these guys. And they're they're 100% veteran-owned. So if you're going to buy meat seasoning, instead of getting it from like Lowry's or whatever that bullshit is it at the store, uh, just get it from grillyourassoff.com. Type in the promo code Drinking Bros for fifteen percent off. Again, Drinking Bros fifteen percent off at GrillYourAssOff.com. It's grilling season. Ass eating season's over. Uh, next up, yeah, this next one we're we're talking. Oh, they're back. We're talking about GrenadeSoap.com. You remember Grenade Soap? They've got the soap that is shaped like a fucking grenade. Um, I love it. I, fuck, I, I've still used it. I bought boxes of it. I think a box of it was only like, I don't know, seven bucks or eight bucks or something with the promo code drinking bros. You get 20% off at grenade Grenade soap also has that taint scrubber. Yeah, it's back. The old taint scrubber is back. Um, you can find a bunch of cool like man items to wash your body off with at grenadesoap.com. And in case you're new to the show or just listening now, Grenade Soap was an old school sponsor of ours who is now back. It's made with real gunpowder. Um, and it's a black bar of soap. And, the, and they've got a taint scrubber that goes with it. So it fits over your hand. You can scrub your taint with it. Um, it's a real nice goddamn thing, but but check out all, all of their bath products for dudes. Go to grenadesoap.com, type in the promo code drinking bros, and you know, you get 20% off with that. Uh, last but not least, we got the Caillou app. This is another veteran owned company with Facebook going down in flames here. 
everybody's kind of wondering what the next social media app is going to be. Uh, check out the Caillou app. It's K-A-Y-U. It's, uh, it's available on phones, uh, iPhones, Androids, all your shit, burner phones, whatever. And it, it's, it's kind of combines like Tinder, traveling, vacations, all that shit. Um, so let's say you're going on a vacation, want to split the cost with somebody, a cruise maybe. Um, or let's say you're, you're looking to, to, to stay at somebody's house, kind of like a home away type sitch. Where uh, it's kind of like Airbnb too, where you can, you can choose people, maybe split the cost of a vacation, maybe hang with them, maybe even bang them. Uh, I got, I, no lie. I got a thing, uh, online that just said, Hey man, tried out the Caillou app. And, uh, I've been fucking this girl up in Fort Bragg for like two weeks. Good for you. Uh, that's what, that's what the shit is there for. Um, go to, go to the Caillou app in, uh, in all your app stores. And this, this is free. There's just, there's no strings attached. You can just download it and check it out. Tell me what you think about it. Uh, it's a free app and, uh, let's get into the show. Shall we? All right, welcome to Drinking Bros. Ross is at the store, so uh, now you have my new co-host. Yeah, Vincent Marcus. Mm-hmm. He's cooler, funnier, a little bit cooler, better looking. Nobody saw that. No. <laughs> <laughs> and today we have uh, someone that's been on the show before. One of the funniest, Thank Jonathan you. Kite. How are you? How are you? Good, man. Good to see you. It was uh, almost. A year ago, it, late it was uh, late January. Yeah, yeah, late January. Oh no, it was it was late yeah. January yep. in uh, in Vegas. Yes, I'm good, we man. Had a, a micro kit, and it was just me out there with Bull Adams, who was just a buddy of mine. That I was like, "Yeah, I need your help. We got guests." It was great because the Uber driver, um, like he kept asking me if I knew where I was going, because it was so far into a place that like tourists don't, don't go. go it's it was so far it was like yeah it was like um like the only like the only thing i i thought of like there was like probably a locals casino where the theme was sadness like that far out because he kept driving and he and he just kept turning to me and he was like but you know where you're going right and i'm like no look at the app i don't know where do you know where i'm going i have a, a i've been pissed off with uber for the last couple of weeks and i had the worst one about 4 days ago the woman again I see her phone mounted in this that she can visibly see telling her where to go. Sure. And she keeps looking back like, uh, where next? And I go, take your next right. And she just turns into a field of snow. Like, you, no, that's yeah. not a road. Yeah. I said, your next right. They and she was like, oh, oh. You're like, hey, look at your phone. You know? Look <laughs> at the phone. If only you had a device. The, yeah. the, the craziest thing about... Usually I know, so I'll, I'll, I'll tell them where to go. I'll be like, oh, definitely go here, go here, take this route. Yeah. I don't like the Uber driver that doesn't trust that I know the area because a lot of times in LA, they don't live here. They live in like Montecito or Bangladesh. And um, what they, so they'll be like, I'm like, oh, what are you doing in town? And they'll be like, I drove into town to drive Uber, but I don't really know the area that well. And I'm like, cool, I'll tell you where to go. And they don't, you know what else is kind of weird about it? I don't like that they don't, like every Uber, Uber's a weird thing, right? I it's, think Uber's been slipping. It used to be 100% on fire. It's like, like Airbnb on wheels. Yeah. <laughs> okay? So like you get into somebody's private, but I always when I do Airbnb, I like to rent a whole house like you guys are doing yeah. here. This is like sharing a house with a roommate for a 15-minute ride, okay? Like oh. an Uber. But they have a bunch of rules, like house rules that you can't do. Like I don't like an Uber driver that says you can't eat in their car, but they have a bunch of Purell and napkins in yeah. the back. 
back. A trash can. Like. Yeah, like what? Like, do you think I'm going to take a shit back here? <laughs> like, what? what is this? Like, what could you possibly need with a cleanup kit? There was like, you know, those like crime scene cleanups, yeah. whatever, like Amy Adams was in a movie about her and her friend or whatever. They're like, we'll go cl- clean up bloody body. Like, that's, I'm living that, the ride. <laughs> it's like what do you what, how much like there's like a costco purell i feel like that note that costco had all the purell in the world and then uber came about and they're like finally we're gonna unload <laughs> these 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 village sized bottles of alcohol that, that people can't drink now uh i got a buddy that had a really good uber joke um and he, and he did it with the phone so we get in the car and uh you know, one of us is up front, three in the back, and takes a call, and and he just starts arguing on the phone, like, like, wait, what, 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 what do you, what do you mean? What do you mean you burned it? What do you mean it's it? No, you don't put it on. Oh, and and he, and he hangs up, and he's like, guys, we're three days from shooting, and he and he put an air on his asshole, and now he's burned. He's like, <laughs> and you just let and, that sit and, in the car, and and and, and 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 like picking up on it, you're like. Are you serious? Three days? We had three days. And then it comes back and he's like, you know what? I got this. I got this. So he, he pretends to call him back. He's like, all right. Hey, hey, hey. Just stop. Stop crying. Stop crying, please. I need you to go to the store. I need you to get a bag of carrots. I need you to put them in the freezer. <laughs> After they're good and frozen, I need you to lay face down on your bed. And then you put the carrot in between your cheeks. <laughs> That's the movie. <laughs> It's called Waiting for Snowman. It's just like a snowman's face. Just like. <laughs> Can I tell you what we used to do? My buddies and I, we would get in the car with, with the driver and we would start calling each other in the car. And then he would know. So be like, give me one second. I got to call waiting. And it'd be the th- other three guys. So it's four of oh, us wow. simultaneously. On. I'm like, guys, I'm going to conference you. We're all have. We're all on speaker and it's all just talk. Dude, it used to drive them. They're like, no stars. That's the name of my Uber series. It's like, it's a companion to Jerry Seinfeld's getting comedians and cars getting coffee. Mine's no stars with Jonathan Kite. Uh, I, lo- I love to ask. I love to ask the question. What's the worst? What's the worst passenger you had? I got a good story out of a girl in Vegas. She said she picked up four girls at like 1030 in the morning. They had been out all night hammered. Uh, driving them back to their hotel. They stop at a stoplight. One hangs her entire torso out the car and just pukes all over the SUV next to her, like at the stoplight. And and she says the guy rolls down the window with his horrified look and she goes, what? Fuck you! Gets back in the car. That's a that's like a commercial for Uber. Yeah, right. It's like, it's like just, Uber, hey, it ain't your car. <laughs> Can I tell you a crazy story? Yes. And Xander knows this is true because when I went to go to see you guys in Vegas, so the crazy thing was we were filming my show on Monday morning and like there's no, you know what I mean? It's like it's like um, the movie Armageddon when they all leave before they have to go up into space. Yeah, yeah. Like you yeah. can go wherever the fuck you want. Hey, dude, that's exactly right, right? So it's like you can go wherever you want, but you gotta be back Monday. Mo- there's like, if I wasn't to show up for that Monday morning, like I could have lost my job, right? Yeah. So... We go the Sunday morning. It's pouring rain like the forecast was Jumanji. And so they (laughs) they go and I'm sitting there and I'm like, what the you know, like, what am I going to do? And I'm in the hotel and I start buying flights like a guy who's trying to flip them for money and a reality (laughs) show that never makes it. 
I buy five flights, five, four of them are Southwest and one of them is American and they just keep canceling flights. And it's really raining outside and I realize the airport's gonna shut down. So my buddy and I are like sort of in a stakeout in my in my hotel room because we're trying to, he's, I'm like, you buy on your phone, I'll buy on mine. It's like we're buying Bitcoin stock. Like, <laughs> buy, buy, buy. <laughs> and then it all winds up not working. So I go, what am I gonna do? So I start calling Uber drivers and I go, yo, so I would get an Uber and I'd say, hey, I need you to take me to LA. I wanna let you know, full disclosure, like I'm, this is going to be an eight hour trip. So at, people are like, no, I can't. And, but they're just like, sorry, I got stuff to do. And I'm like, okay, whatever this guy X, he's a vet, right? Yeah. Pulls over big dude. Looks like a guy that like, you might have to beat in a video game, you know, yeah. the boss. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or, or boss's boss, you know, yeah. definitely a pool hall guy. Sure. So he's, um, so he's that he pulls over and he go, and I go, just so you let, just so you know, brother, I, I got to go to Los Angeles and I, I have a job tomorrow morning. I, I want to let you know this isn't a BS thing. All the airports are closed. All the rental cars were done. All the flights are gone. You can't have any of them. So he pulls over and he goes, I'm not going to make any money because you you know that Uber, I go, yeah, I'm like, Uber is the worst. I go, I know that you don't make any money. What I'm going to do is, what, what do you think it's worth to you? He goes, what if I give, can you give me 500 bucks cash? And I go, absolutely. And he goes, will you pay for my gas? I'm like, 100%. We start on an HBO miniseries of a road trip that goes 10 hours in the car and it's pouring rain the whole time. There are literally, there were fatalities on the road ahead of us. None of the radios worked. Phones didn't work. He knew how to get back there because he had lived in San Diego. So he lived in the state and kind of made the drive. 10 hours later, we get back to LA and it's like, the Wizard of Oz when the when the clouds clear it's like it never rained here, so I gave so it was like we we literally get out of the car to the gas station we look like two rats that have been through hell, <laughs> and we get out of the gas station I buy him Subway we go we stop at a gas station to buy Subway I get the sandwiches, the the the, the foundation for the gas station has cracked and it's let water in and all of the gas is bad at the thing. <laughs> I mean, it's it, watered it, down. It, it was crazy. Like we were in the worst. Ver- we were in like a version of Grand Theft Auto that nobody wanted to play. We were living it. <laughs> and so we go home and I give him, I go, hey, man, you literally. And I told them what I did for a living. I was like, just so you know, like you literally saved my job. So I think I gave him, I paid for his gas. I, I bought him dinner and I paid him 500 bucks and I gave him like a $200 tip. And I was like, dude, you literally saved my life. I appreciate you so much. And I was like, hey, man, I'm coming back to Vegas. And I still have his number. I'm like, we're going to, I haven't been back in a year, yeah. but I'm like, we'll, we'll get fucked up and I'll take you out, man. He's like, 100%, bro. And he, goes, he goes, my grandmother lives near here. I'm going to spend the night at her house and then head back to Vegas. And, and we high fived into the sunset. And then the credits rolled and we got picked up for a sequel. We're waiting for that to happen. But uh, I think we could, Jamie Foxx will be in it. Oh, but um, solid. it was solid. It was that fucking weekend. That, that weekend was insane. You, you have to remember, though, you. You could have called me. I could have had you a ride in under five minutes. You know what, though? But you were there, and I honestly, guy, didn't know what you guys were doing in terms of your but schedule. You, drinking bros, there's there's between one and 3,000 of them in every city that if you said, hey, I was a guest on the show, I'm in an emergency. I appreciate that. You would have had 10 fighting. Oh, I'm taking them. I'm taking them. I'm I have, I have fucking detail. There's like, like 10. I've got, I've got a tank that floats. We'll go through this Well, that's what I was going to say. I bet you knew somebody with a duck. <laughs> Because that shit gets you anywhere, including family fun vacations in Wisconsin. Um, but yeah, man, it was uh, that was such an that amazing. Awesome, and then man. I got in, and like 
I hadn't slept because we didn't. My buddies and I did not sleep the entire time. Yeah. We were out every night, Sweet. and then um, You're on day nine, dude, no shit. And then wow. it, yeah, I got to set the next day. And I remember it's like at the end of like a, a John Hughes movie where everyone's like laughing because they had a restful weekend of doing nothing. And they're like, what happened to you? And I was like, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> and the credits. Was, that is beautiful. Yeah. So what do you got? What do you got this year? I got. Um, well, right now I just uh, I'll be leave. I'm doing stand up and I start. I actually leave to go to Rome to do my first stand up thing oh, awesome. for the year. I've been doing a bunch of stand up in town, sort of gearing up for it. And um, I'm going to be I got a movie that's not official, but it's official. We got the call last night. So I'll be doing I'm two movies. I'm already slated. One of them's in. Uh, New Orleans and it's pretty sick uh-huh. and it's a studio film and the other one is another studio film with Netflix and oh, that's beautiful. and I'm the other lead so it's oh, be pretty congratulations. dope. Thanks man, I'm pretty yeah. excited. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs> that. I, yeah. I, will dr- I gotta do a set after this or I'd get drunk. No worries. <laughs> so, but, was, um, but that's that's right now and then we're in the middle of pilot season like right now so I just went out for um, a new CBS show mere hours ago they give you the script and yeah. you know they meet with you to see if they like you and then they go great network wants to see you That's so it's been a, a stressful 36 hours well I'm, I welcome like I, yes yeah, <laughs> to the end of that yeah yeah hopefully. yeah absolutely uh, but so definitely wanted to get you linked in with vincent here because you guys are both Extremely talented impressionist. Then I'm sure I've seen your stuff online. Sure, I do a lot of I did a lot of Vine videos. I did Vine and then you know a little bit of YouTube here and there. Uh huh. Yeah, but yeah, it was so funny when I first met this gentleman. I came up to him. I was like, Oh hey, you're this person. He's like, Nope, that's not who I am. Nope. I, I was like, rock- There's another impressionist that <laughs> yeah. looks like me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I, I fucked up. I was no, like, yeah. no, no. That guy does look. I look. That guy looks like Jewish adjacent. You Do you know go. what I mean? Like if we were at Temple, someone might be like, this is like, I might get confused. <laughs> I saw the picture. I think you have better hair. Yeah. Thank, well, <laughs> I, he has a really short hair, but he does sort of have like that sort of like, I always say my face looks like it's about a, like a third of a bottle of NyQuil in. <laughs> a third. It's like, my face is like slowly falling asleep. I do this whole joke because like when I was on Two Broke Girls, People would literally, this is like a real story because like my friends were like, oh, when you get the show, what do guys, guys are the biggest douche. So like all my guy friends were like, you were going to get laid. Everyone's going to love us. And I'm like, I don't think you know what the show's about. It's about feminism. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and I play like the guy in the cook, like in the yeah. kitchen and I don't Dude, look like yeah, me. But you know what's really funny is again, like it, I always tell a lot of stories about the, how funny it is with other people that, that where validation comes from for sure it was like you know when we started the show we had done it for almost a year and then we had had you on it was like you know my parents never said anything about the show and then we had you on yeah you're the guy from two broke girls that's a real radio show now (laughs) (laughs) our show you know what's crazy though is that show was it's still i think because i was just in india which is one of the biggest markets in the world and i was also just in china which is the biggest market in the world we're the number one comedy, I think, in the world. Wow. Even overseas, and we haven't been on for a year. Holy shit. So, like, we, I was able to do stand-up in India, 
like a surprise, a buddy, like there's so much stand up happening sure. in Mumbai right now. And so like I, they, I just popped in for a few nights in a row and they were like, oh yeah, you might've seen this guy from two broke girl and everyone in the crowd. And it was like a sold out show was like, <laughs> we know who this guy is. And it was crazy because everybody was Hindi. Nice. And so they would do like the setups in English and the punchlines in Hindi. So there was, there was like a couple American tourists, but it was like, so that that's the thing though, is that people, they never think that I'm the guy from the show. So when I, um, so I, I went to a club with my friends and like, I'm not like a club guy. Um, Same. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I just, that's not my, um, my element. Yeah, your vibe. Uh, my yeah. vibe at all. I, like, I always look like the bathroom attendant who's on break at the club. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like in a suit and a bow tie. Hey, you want a mint? I, I was going to say, yeah. I smell Some like banaqua. Can I wash your hands? You're like, is that polo cologne? Yeah, just rub me. And, um, <laughs> and so what happened was I, my friends like, oh, we're going to get laid. And I'm like, we're not. And we went, we go to the clubs and my, my, my buddies would be like, yo, you know that show two broke girls. They go up to a couple girls. And I'm like, yeah, we know that show. They're like, he's on that show. And then the girl would look me up and down and be like, who do you play on the show? And I'm like, I'm the only white guy on the show. And they're like, I've seen every episode. You're not on that show. And I was like, uh, I'm not hitting on you right now, but I am on that fucking show. <laughs> so it's like people don't. But I was saying like there was such a transition. So now I'm like getting people used to this look because this yeah. is what I look like forever. And then we were on for a while. So I had... I had that like I said I, I looked like when I was on the show I looked like I was living a production of Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like I was like yeah I'll see if I can do it. And so now people don't. I ran into Kat Dennings who was the the lead lead on the show this yeah, yeah. morning at the test, and she drove her car, and she literally jerked to a stop and she rolled down her window and she went buddy because she hasn't seen me since I shaved. She goes I didn't even recognize you. Yeah, <laughs> this is someone I spent like six seven years with every day. That's oh, funny. Wow. Yeah. So it's been like it's been a weird adjustment. But that guy Rob, to your credit. You know you know what's funny is like I I like impressions. I like watching YouTube videos of impressionists and stuff like that. And I've seen like the video of you doing oh, impressions okay. of like presidential impressions and I'm like, "Okay, cool." But then I also seen this guy Rob and I was like, "Oh, Oh, that's you for sure. But and also, he's people don't know him. He did a video that was fake. Absolutely, where I know all that. of these impressions were done by him, and people thought he was the greatest impressionist on planet Earth. And I was like, no, that's no he way. Did? So he did a song that they that he wrote, and all of these amazing people: Melissa Villasenor, Piat Michael, um, um, who's the guy with the bajillion voices, Brock, uh, Baker. Brock Baker. He's amazingly. They're all amazing. Everybody's amazing, and he lips. Uh, he lip sunked, lip sank, lip sanked, lip sanked, lip sank apostrophe D. Yeah, in sync is in it. Yeah, uh, if, uh, Justin's in it. So, um, but and then they later came out and they're like, it's fake. Yeah, because when I heard him, so when I saw that video, I was, I was like, like, yo, yeah, this guy's the fucking damn. king. Yeah. But then you know. You know, it it's got fake. out. But there are people that are, I mean, you know, a part of it was that he was doing a lot of female voices, which that's, I think the biggest question I was going to ask you, do you ever get, do people ask you to do females ever? Yeah. I, it's funny. Cause like I do like every He's time I try, Siri. yes. Every time I try to attempt to do a female voice, it just yeah. kind of sounds like stitch. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, so but like I, if I'm, yeah, I'm doing Nicki Minaj, I'm doing like, yeah. Yeah, Nicki Minaj. Like, that's I a pretty the, good stitch. But that sounds like, <laughs> let's see, now, Nicki Minaj is up here, but bring down low stitch. But everyone does Bless stitch, you. though. Bless you. You know what's funny is, though, that there is very specific people that have, you have to have a pretty high range, I yeah. think, to be able to do it. Even like, some guys get away with doing Kathy Griffin, or like, uh, I know Jamie Foxx does a Bananas oh Monique. God. His Monique is bananas. Yeah. But there's like a few like things, but they always ask me, can you do females? And no, I'm just, that's not my, I can, I have a pretty, I can do pretty high, but there's something always masculine about it. Sure. Like Tom Hanks is pretty high or like Wallace Shawn gets pretty high, but like they're never, 
I don't think they ever like range into it where it's like, oh, they must be a woman. Have you seen his Tom Hanks? No. no. Oh, you... the new one. We could swear on this, right? I've yeah, absolutely. Done this is my impression of Tom Hanks stubbing his toe. Fuck! 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 <laughs> you broke, Dave. <laughs> well, I used to do Tom Wait, Hanks. I'm crying in baseball. Yeah, they're still crying. <laughs> oh, well, come on, guys. <laughs> He was like everyone's dad growing up. Yeah, dude. I, I wanted to make a doll of Tom Hanks that was like everyone's father that just said, it, like even when your dad wouldn't touch, like, you know, he was emotionally unavailable. He'd be like, hi, come and hug me. And then he would like give you a hug. Oh, my God. But that, you know, Tom you. Is, that's so good. Thanks, man. Wait, so what do you, how did you get started doing impressions? So I just probably, I don't know, maybe the same way you did. I used to make fun of my teachers or my friends growing up. Sure. So like, I mean, that's, you know. I was the, the class clown in the, cl- in the classroom. Yeah. And I just never grew out of it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, that's it. I, I did. Um, I, got, I got very lucky. And I auditioned. I got a chance. They were going to do a new and living color. And um, I could do like four impressions. And none of them were like any. No, you wouldn't want to do any of them. I could do like Tim Gunn, um, Christopher Walken, Brad Garrett from Everybody Loves Raymond, Wallace Shawn from uh, The Princess Bride. You know who that is? Yeah. And then I could do um, Bill Cosby. Um pre-sex scandal stuff um and uh what's the post-sex scandal just, bill cosby a, a, sound like it, it's just a rag <laughs> and it just says and it's just no means yes no means yes <laughs> so that that's what it is it's you and two cosby's <laughs> the it's, Cos- called, it's called <laughs> cosbros i was gonna say cosby <laughs> sandwich <laughs> And you're the meat. You see, it's like it's like the pudding, and then you put it all over the ladies and blah. You're the pudding, and the ladies, and we do it bah. That show just got canceled, literally. Um, But then I, and then they said, "Can you do impressions?" And I was like, "Yeah, I can do these five. And they said, "No, no, we need like impressions of people like who are working today, because they were only going to have one white person." And um, so I was obsessed with In Living Color growing up. Like I have seen every episode multiple times and Jim Carrey and Jamie Foxx were two of my idols. And so I sat, I had no job, um, and I sat in front of YouTube and my television and I would ask my cousin um, who I lived with at the time and I was like, does this sound like this guy? And I just kept going back and forth and back and forth. So I learned 10 impressions for the audition. Sure. But it was something that was just one of those um, under pressure sort of situations because I hadn't really done it before. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was not. like a skill you stumbled upon pretty much but that I think it's but I think people do stumble upon it like you just found people to do that you knew yeah, but also like it's storytelling if I'm telling a story and I'm like oh yeah this guy said oh yeah like you give him a voice and you kind of like re-illustrate the story like yeah you because the story you know and you did, give them characters yeah you, you make your stories more dynamic with I did voices. do that I, I used to convince in high school we used to convince the substitute teacher to let me teach the English class as um, Mr. Shut when he wasn't there. So they let me teach full out, full hours of class <laughs> as this guy who would shame the students. And um, that was probably, the, that was like the teacher I did, but I didn't really, like I didn't do, imp- I did characters and accents and stuff like that, sure. but I didn't do um, any impressions until the, the Jamie Foxx thing. Okay. But it was, it's a cool, I, I like, I like doing it. And um, I, like you said, you have a bunch of new ones. I do. I tried it. Well, that's the thing. So I asked you if you did stand up. Yeah. Like, because for stand up, when you go into Iowa, you have to, if, if the guy isn't like, I did Seth Rogen forever, but until Seth Rogen 
did the um the North Korean movie. I can't remember it. I'm sorry. The, the Dictator. No, that wasn't it. Um, uh, the one with him and Franco. What? What's it called? Interview. The interview, interview. Thank you. My, I feel like modern America didn't know who he was. Really? And I know that I think young people totally did, but I would do Rogan and it would get, it was like I wasn't good at it. And then I'd go to Canada and do it and everyone oh, loved yeah. it. Because he's <laughs> like Canadian. A, yeah, he's from absolutely. Vancouver. So that was, so I've had to sort of learn, like I learned Anthony Bourdain. So that's one of the ones that I learned recently because I was thinking like, well, what do older people, because I mean, young people, like the big ones, like Chicago, New York, LA, Portland, Nashville, those are young cities, you know? But when you go to like some of the outskirts, they, young people do not go to stand-up clubs. So that's why people keep doing Pacino. Oh, yeah. Because everyone knows who he is. Whereas if you go, here's Anthony Bourdain, you get like a smattering of like anemic applause. (laughs) You know, it's like that wouldn't keep a fairy alive in Peter Pan's world. So so a lot of people do the Seth Rogen. Like when I hear, oh, oh, yeah, do your Seth Rogen. They go, (laughs) like they do a laugh. But But they don't talk like him. Yeah, yeah. Because the laugh you can sort of, everyone sort of has like, or whatever. No, no, we're here to destroy you. Because I had to do them for Monsters vs. Aliens. And they were very, very, very specific about everything that he said. And it was only, he laughed one time in the audition. And so I think a lot of people that, that got called back could do the laugh, but they couldn't. Like converse, like converse. Yeah, yeah and yeah. they were very, very. Specific. <laughs> I, 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 that's I can only do the laugh, really. Like as far as like being. But you also have a pretty, a much higher voice than I do, so I bet you can do a lot of impressions I can't do. Hmm. Well, maybe I don't know. Like maybe. I wish I had a. That's one thing that I that I. I mean, he's like, got a great James Earl Jones. Oh really? <laughs> By the um, we, oh, earlier, that's great. Earlier we were doing um James Earl Jones as that's a great. as a as a uh, ordained minister. Yes. <laughs> By the power vested in me. <laughs> I now pronounce you man and wife. That is great. <laughs> you may kiss the bride. You should do him as an ordained minister for the religion Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there's a That's guys there. were selling it to Netflix. Yeah. There, uh, it was it was like th- four years ago. Uh, Ross, our co-host, that was that's that's he's on his way back right now, but. Uh, Ross does. Um, you guys were doing turn. You were trying to to figure out what turn down for what means. Oh, um, oh yeah. You were. You were. I was James Earl Jones, and, and he, he was Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Morgan, so it was yeah. Morgan Freeman and James Earl Jones trying to decode mm. what turn down for what meant. Turn, turn down for what? <laughs> That's awesome. What do you need to turn down? Turn down for what? <laughs> do you do voice matching for him? Uh, no, I don't. Do you do voice matching for any of them? Uh, no, uh, no, I don't. I, that's how I, I'll tell you, that's how I learned a lot of them because they will put you under pressure to learn something in a couple Ooh. days. And so that's how I oh. had like, they would every now and then my agent will say, they, they call, oh, for Rogan, I did his ADR in, um, what was that movie? The Disaster Artist, right? No, so yeah, kidding. so for the, um, they literally just called and I was and I was like, oh, hey, here's my I'll just record on my phone. And they were just like, but it was no laughing because he doesn't laugh in the movie. And so they were like, can he do it? And then I literally sent it in. And then 24 hours later, they're like, yeah, just go to Warner Brothers. You're going to do it. Oh, like, nice. OK, cool. But I, it's I, I read for uh, Brad Dourif from um, Chucky, the voice of Chucky. No. Kidding. Yeah. I read for that and I didn't get it, but I, I for him I or for the voice of Chucky, for the voice of Chucky. Oh, for the, the new for the new Chucky movie that's coming. Oh, out? He's the voice of Chucky. Yeah, yeah, no, I know he's so yeah, yeah. that guy is oh, so talented, that would be dude. So fucking yeah. bad if you got that. <laughs> 
hello, Andy. Like it was like, <laughs> like that's. Does yeah, his, I can I ask you up. from Child's Play one? Did he did the voice change no. to the second one? No, it's the no, same, it's the right? Same guy. He's been, no, no, he's I know the it's the guy. same guy, but you know how. Um, oh yeah, I know. What you you're know, saying. like you because some of them like I, Nightmare on Elm Street is probably one of my favorites, but he becomes Freddy in the beginning was very like um. I am Nightmare. But now it's it's like he knows he's a comedian. Yeah, yeah. So he he talks like a, a, someone doing an impression of him. Like Robert Unglin in the beginning... <laughs> Because I do this joke about how women like will like they turn every Halloween costume into a slutty Halloween costume. Because I was in Arizona and this woman's like, I was Freddy Krueger, and I went, oh that's cool. And she and then I walked away to talk to another audience member and she was like, slutty Freddy Krueger. And I was like, what does that even sound like? like I'll suck your dick with teeth. That'll be the real nightmare. <laughs> um, but like when you hear him in one in like seven, what, there's like what, there's seven or eight of them. Now he's like, ah, he's like all over the place. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he just knows yeah, that he's, he's the comic relief. It. Yeah. So like how Pacino has heard Pacino do Pacino sure. or yeah. Christopher Walken has heard Christopher Walken. Yeah. So, it's, you know, I think a lot of characters sometimes get blown on it. You know, they can really sure. get exaggerated. So I wasn't sure. Yeah. You got to show him your family guy stuff because it's brilliant. Like that's that's my, some of my old time. Yeah, there's uh, I mean, I do the Family Guy stuff too. Family nice. Guy. Um, throw throw someone out there. Well, Peter. Peter, was... of course. Now, uh, take it down to uh, Jill, Peter War uh, Warburton, Patrick. Patrick. And then you yeah. uh, Peter. Then you take uh, Mr. Cleveland Brown if you want to go back and forth like that, and maybe take it to um, who else? Uh, Quagmire. Uh, Quagmire. It's a little bit up here, but uh, fast talker. Who else? Uh, mm. Stewie. Uh, Stewie Griffin, a little bit of a British baby, of course. You know, Stewie, uh, Stewie, Stuart Gilligan Griffin, right? It's so, the grandpa. It's the grandpa. Uh, Brian. Oh, 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 there you go. You know what the funniest nice. thing? So you guys know? Do you guys I don't know? do any of those, by the way. Do you guys? Know? I never do. Well, yeah. The funny thing was, is he did. He was doing stand up around what 2013. Yeah. You did like, bring him up, by the way, the last time we had the interview. Yeah. You did because, because was, it, it wasn't until you said the Family Guy <laughs> stuff, and then I was like, he absolutely brought you up in the last do interview. Do you guys know how Seth Green got the voice of Chris? Seth MacFarlane. Oh no, Seth Green. Seth yeah, Green. yeah, yeah. He got the voice of Chris. So Chris, uh, Seth Green was like, yo, I just went into an interview one day, and uh, he auditioned for the part of Chris, and it was like most people were going in there doing like a surfer guy. But he just, he, him and his friends were doing impressions of Buffalo Bill. Oh, wait, was he a great big fat person? Like, <laughs> like that. But then you take that voice and you make it higher like this and you say, oh, wait, was he a great big fat person? Like that. <laughs> oh. That was just a Buffalo Bill version, a higher Buffalo Bill. <laughs> Isn't wow. that funny? That's that fucking crazy, dude. How people come up with the voices. Yeah. He's like, and he said, I just went in there and I winged it and I booked it. Wow. Yeah, that's it's just a higher version of Buffalo Bill. It's fucking crazy. You ne they, it's so funny. Something will just hit, and then you'll do it. Yeah, or and you or you'll hear something but that they went with instead. He doesn't have any presidents. No, that's, so that's, I, that's, I, I, was, I was bragging about your. Well, I only Trump do the Obama. presidents because like everybody knows them. I no, go, but no stand up. You like that's like, so I, I'm. Well, that's what I plan to do in Rome because it, it's um it's like it's for a corporate thing. Sure, and so I can do. I can do 20 minutes on Obama and Trump. Like I, I it, love it's, the skit that you came up with with the answering machine. With the phone. Yeah, yes. yeah. I've been right. doing that. It's For someone who does, I don't know how to do a Trump impression. Can you teach me how to do one? Uh, the thing, okay. Part of it is um, it's, it's sort of, it's, it's sort of, it's the way everything is forward. It's not too high, not too low. Forward. Everything is like forward. The prop, so the thing is with Trump <laughs> He's actually, I'll just do it for a second. He actually used to be two different ways. He now has a, his voice was strained when he was on the campaign trail. So he was shouting, we're going to beat Hillary. We're going to beat her. We're going to beat her. We're going to build that 
Whoa. Well, Bill, it's more nasal. It's nasal. more held. Nasal. Yeah, it's more held down more here. More held down here. And then Whoa. it's very sort of wall. He, there's certain words, wall. Wall. Where he holds on to them. Perfect, fantastic. Fantastic. I actually. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's incredible. It's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> he goes, the thing is he has all these modes and he's not just one. That's the weirdest thing about him because like you could probably get away like Obama's super easy where you just go like, uh, hello, I'm happy to be here. Uh, excited uh, to be uh, on the podcast because there's a way that he uh, sort of talks and even when he even when he does interviews he, he he did he did something personally where he said he wanted to sound like a man from nowhere so he could relate to everybody sure. right so he had one way of being presidential whereas Donald Trump he has he jumps so much so yeah. when you when you hear an impression that people are like, wow, because everyone does a Trump, one that's really spot on, you're able to jump as much as he is. Because he'll be out there and go, the other day, Hillary, I beat her, the other day, I beat her. People were telling me that I didn't beat her, but I beat her, and everyone knows the numbers. So it's, 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 so it's different. It's like, <laughs> it's he does. He's, you, because he is like a run-on sentence. Gotcha. He doesn't, <laughs> you know, when he, when, he, when he has to do the teleprompters, he is like upset. You can see it because he has to be like, you know, like anything, you know, it's like, I pledge allegiance to the flag, the United States of America. Let me tell you about this flag. The flag is great. I love the flag. And I've always liked the flag. I like the flag. I like the flag. The flag is good. He just, he has an idea and he repeats it. Oh, because the truth is, he is an awful public speaker. That's the one thing when you break, and I only, you already assume that, but you don't realize how terrible he actually is until you have to listen to speeches that he's done. And they just, they're the ramblings of a madman. Sure. He repeats things so much. Like they'll ask him a question. They're like, how did you do that thing? And he goes, I'll tell you. The thing about the thing is the flag. And I mean, of course, Obama. He goes off and you're like, he didn't even answer. And it was yeah. just three fragments pushed together. And he goes, and that's how we're going to build the wall. You're like, wait, we weren't talking about the wall. Exactly. <laughs> that's, it. that's literally what it is. That's funny. So I think you, the more you learn the way he the can wall. pivot, you know, the way he like sort of keeps pivoting, you'll yeah. do it. Because the sound of it's like... It's random pacing. It's, it's so... <laughs> he, he just goes fast, stop, fast, stop, fast, stop, 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 stop. Wow. Fast, fast. And so like when you listen to him enough, you sort of... And now, unfortunately, he's fuck off everywhere. But it's like you listen to him do a speech where he just keeps... Like he, he, he's, he's still talking about beating Hillary and it's been over a year. <laughs> but he's memorized that way to talk. It's like how you do a monologue really well. Like you do Hamlet, mm -hmm. but you do that one the best. So we're doing now another play, but you do Hamlet. So he keeps doing what he thinks wow. is his Hamlet speech. He is still having rallies talking about beating Hillary. <laughs> and so that, so it's the same inconsistency in the speech. So anyway, that's what I keep listening to are those. You know, everything is forward. It is a lot of I, jowls. I noticed, I noticed there's a, a, a dom, like lower, the lower jaw, the lower mandible is, is out. out. It's like, yes. He's out. like a bulldog. Yeah, exactly. He is. Bulldog. Very, you know, it's like a, you know, it's like a Brando. It's a, uh, and it kind of like devolves to a Brando. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's <laughs> it. I'm in love with Cameron Foos. There's a war, you know. My daughter's wedding. I'm going to build him a wall with Cameron Foos. Interesting. I'm going to build him a mama. I got some homework to do. But that, the only reason I learned those, I was saying off mic, is because... Like I wanted to do like Rogan and Hanks and stuff and Vince Vaughn because those were like people that when I did colleges and stuff. Everybody knows. Oh yeah, absolutely. They know them and you don't, I mean, and I, I'm, I could be a hundred percent wrong. So I'm not, there's no certainty in this. 
I haven't heard that many people do. I don't think I've ever heard someone do Tom Hanks. Or no, so it's uh, like I got. Okay, you might. I'm just saying. Sure, sure. Yeah, there are impressionists. I I couldn't pull one out for you right now. And when I've done it, I. I certainly have never heard somebody, so it's like at least it's my own. Sure. Whereas the problem is, is and I've, I've, and I'm sure this happened to you, being as good as you are, people have stolen some of my impressions and they've done them on stage. Like there's sure. actual bits that I've done, and a friend of mine booked a stand-up show, and so you got to be, you got to sort of keep rotating and do ones that are hard to do, yeah. so that people don't steal that. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Like, because so what, like, what, what, what do you think your signature impression is? I, people ask me to do Vince Vaughn forever and then like and then sort of um, I got asked to do Tom Hanks just because no one had ever heard them and that, that, that's the key man if you if you have if you're an impressionist you want to have like you don't want you don't want to be like oh yeah I'm an impressionist I do Pacino I do Walken I yeah, do walk like everyone has everybody one everybody does walk everyone's got one but like I know, like Tom doing, Hanks but I like doing Ryan so when Ryan Reynolds came out with a Deadpool trailer I could do do you do Ryan Reynolds a little bit oh see dope so like I do and I do Adam Driver from the from oh, from uh, <laughs> I've so I do that one and I do Charlie Day but it's like Charlie these are like dope so it's like these are guys though that I've tried to come up with where you're just like enough people know who they are but I'm telling you I did a thing the other day for this um for this uh, stand-up show they're pretty young audience sure. and like I was like you guys know Charlie Day right one guy was like this and I went are you kidding me? Are you me? serious? He's like, oh so he's so famous. Yeah, absolutely. And his voice is so it's so specific. It's whiny, but yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, but but anyway, but then I I like or Anthony Bourdain. I like to do Anthony Bourdain. That's the one that if somebody was like, do one that you really like doing, I'll do Anthony Bourdain because people I've. No, number one, people don't think to do impressions of people that aren't actors. Yeah. So when you do like sports figures or musicians, that's why singing impressions are so cool. Yeah. Because you hear people do like everyone has a Pacino, everyone has a Walken, everyone has a De Niro. One of the greatest video clips you and I have probably watched this fucking a hundred times is the Jamie Foxx uh, wheel of karaoke. Oh, dude, dude, that oh motherfucker well, is the like, most <laughs> talented dude alive. No, I know. When the, he does John Legend oh, and the, root, the Roots were the they were the band for the album. They so were like, you hear Quest dying. <laughs> that that is such a I've seen that I've sent that video to so dude, many people. Probably the best. And then I've when ever he does seen. Jennifer Hudson. Oh my god. And he does Doc Rivers. <laughs> Nobody was doing Doc Rivers when he did that. And he just pulled it. Snap Blake's fault. Snap Blake's fault. Snap Blake's fault. Dude. Because I was a Clippers uh, season ticket holder. So, like, I love it. I was like, why is no one doing Doc? And then, I, sure enough, he did it on The Tonight Show. So funny. Oh he's the king. That guy is, he's so unbelievable. Legendary. So Legendary. But, yeah, so, like, I, but it's it, there's a weird mix because people will be like, do you do YouTube people? Like, and I'm just what like, the what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so, like, the problem is, is with young people, in, in, like, people, I consider anybody in their 20s or 30s as being young because, like, I've I've tried to do... Jake Gyllenhaal, but but enough people or John Hamm. Well, I guess he's out. He's a little older. He's in his forties. But it's like you try to do guys that you go. Who do people know that that both parents will be like? Oh, my kid knows that, and 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 the kid does know it. You know, and dude, there's so few and far between now. So like, you don't even see even shows that I think are really big. How do how how does a crowd of young people not know who Charlie Day is? Honest to God, I I, I shamed them by the way I, I, into being like. like I, yeah. I tell you, what, I know who he is, but I can understand a younger crowd not 
hopping at these that are 21 year olds i mean they're drinkers so they they couldn't get in the club without being 21 so like but always sunny in philadelphia is a pretty cult show yeah, yeah. horrible boss like, come on you know yeah. What I mean? yeah man and he was just in fist fight he was the lead with ice t yeah and that was uh or no no ice cube, cube. with cube it's all icy yeah yeah, yeah somebody cold <laughs> um some yeah, cold brew charlie day no, I it's uh, kind of. I mean, like, <laughs> not really. Eh, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you, it's kind of like Morty. I do Morty. Uh, dude, Rick and Morty's my fan. This is I, I go. Here's my impression of Charlie Day as an alarm clock. <laughs> eh, what's up, dude? Get out of bed, dude. Eh, get out of bed, dude. Gotta get out of bed, dude. <laughs> And so people like get it after that and they go, oh, that's the guy with the screech. But like only because Ryan Reynolds is doing people know who he is. But the fact that he's talking over those ads for Deadpool. Yeah. When I did the impression, I started doing it like a year. No, no, no. Six months ago. And I, I like like put it out on stage in August and everyone in the room knew who it was. So like that was awesome because the room was packed, standing room only, yeah. and it was like, and I was like, here's Ryan Reynolds doing a PSA, and everybody was like, I'm on board. That trailer just dropped at Comic Con. We all know what it is, nice. and so I so I try to time the impression yeah. with something that they're doing, yeah. and like right now I do Anthony Bourdain just because Parts Unknown I think is still the number one show on CNN, so like everyone sort of yeah. heard of him because the show is so big right now. But but you got to time them. It, it's not the old days. Not even for me. I mean, I wasn't around. But like in the '80s, when you can just like you could just do ten guys that everybody sort of knew because people's frame of reference it's was, so thin, it's scope. so yeah. narrow. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, like I mean, again, twenty five years ago, the networks and the studios told all of us what who, to do, who we would like yeah. and love, and they decided what to watch. It. And it's yep. like now. It's, Freedom of choice. Yeah, yeah man. It's out there. I mean, but that's why the hardest thing, in the, it's it's like to be a movie star, to be somebody that people will pay money to, it's so few and far between. You know, I was like, that Quentin Tarantino just announced that Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio are doing a movie together, you know, with Quentin's new movie. And you're like, yeah, like those are the last, there's like five of them that are still out there. Yeah. Even Meryl Streep is doing a, that season of HBO now, A Pretty Little Liars. What? Yeah, so now anybody goes like, oh, are you too big for TV? Because Meryl Streep's on it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you can't. So it's like it's sort of everything. So there's a ton of actors out there, but, but you know, they got to be have been around long enough. Yeah. People do British actors because if they've really made it here, like like Ian McKellen or Liam Neeson. Uh, or, yeah, Ian McKellen. Oh, do you? No, yeah. you have your um, Dark Knight. Dark Knight? Yeah. Christian Bale. No. The, Bane? Uh, oh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Okay, Michael Caine. right. But he's also been, he's been around for a long yeah. time. Yeah, so it's like, but these new guys like Christian Bale, who I do, people started to know him, and then they'd go, I'd do him in his accent, and then people like, he's American, and I'm like, he's not American. Not American. So like, even that, because the celebrity culture, like back then, people knew everything about who's a 70s star, like Burt Reynolds. Everybody knew about him in the 70s, but now... You'll get like people who you think are super famous do the like a huge talk show, and people know who they are, but they don't really know a lot about them. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's. I think people are blown away, and he doesn't do a lot of talk shows because yeah. he's a pretty private guy. So everyone sort of knows Liam Neeson. I do Jason Statham. I do, you oh. know, like. Uh, well, Jason's <laughs> yeah, very nice. Oh, very, very nice, nice right. indeed. Very nice. Here's a deal. Two I'm take your face. Two deal. minutes, five minutes again. Yeah, minutes Come ago. on, Turkish. We're all just <laughs> doing the Jason Statham. <laughs> the, the, that's a family comedy called The Stathams. <laughs> Hello, how are you? 
No, I'm actually curious to hear your um, hear the Ryan Reynolds PSA. Oh, um, hi there. I'm Ryan Reynolds. Here's the deal. People always ask me, hey, Ryan, what's the difference between Canadians and Americans? Well, I'll give you a hint. American ball juice doesn't taste like maple syrup. Well, well, well. Because the problem is he does a thing where he goes like, fourth wall break. Inside a fourth wall break, that's, you know, he does like this breathy thing, but that's not, he doesn't, he does, but mostly he's like Deadpool. Wow. It's, it's more yeah. of a lower sort of, I think people know him when I flip into the what now, but he actually has um, quite a deeper voice. You yeah. know, it's not as high as you think it is. Sure. And so when I was like, anyway, so I was just doing that because I was like, well, Deadpool, I do love Do you have the a Rick? I don't do, uh, here's the thing. I don't. I have respect for people that do them. I don't do any cartoons. I don't like I Rick and Morty is my is my favorite show on TV. I love it so much. I'm on the same page as you because like I I've kind of gotten you if I got I got you want to be the cartoon. I got I got a lot of um, growth because I do cartoon voices. Yeah, yeah. But like in the voiceover community, it's like oh you do cartoons. Everyone does cartoons. Fuck you. Well, not even that. I'll be honest with you. For me and I. Again, I've heard like I've, I've really I actually got to know who Brock Baker was. Shout out to him; he's amazing. Shout out to Brock Baker, man of kajillion voices. He is really. T- I mean, that guy when I first saw him because a, a friend of mine they were on that impression show that Dana Carvey did, yeah, and yeah, he yeah, was yeah, on yeah. it. And yeah. he he's in, in, anyway. Check him out; your listeners will love him. He's highly entertaining, and um, but he did a lot of cartoons, and I thought that was really a cool thing that 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 became like his specialty kind of thing. But what I for me that's like. That's a that's like almost an inception impression because it's like a voice on top of a voice. Yeah. It's like Justin Roiland doing those things. Yeah. And so for me, I don't really like I don't do Austin Powers, I don't do Borat, I don't do anybody else's characters. Sure. I have ridiculous amounts of respect for Justin and uh, uh, who does the original voices of Rick and Morty and um and uh, uh, Brock Baker who did like an impression of them. I, they're all amazing and and I give it up to them 100%, but it's just it's not my bag, you know. Yeah. And I love cartoons, and I watch them, you know, and I... Yeah. I Pickle Rick episode, hands down the greatest episode. I, it's just the fight scenes between oh him God. and the rats, like... I auditioned I mean, to play Jaguar. Oh, really? Yeah. Before they got Danny Trejo, they were like, can you do a Danny Trejo? And I did it for them, and they were like, great. And then the show obviously is so fucking successful that Danny Trejo's like, I'll do it. And so they got it. I was like, okay, cool. But they literally, they go, they go, do not, don't do an impression of him, but that's who we want. The drawings are going to be that. Like they were, they were very cool. And that, that office is amazing. And, um, they, and I, they were like, I was like, great. And then it went obviously to Danny Dreo. Yeah. Who's amazing. That was such a good episode. Oh, it was incredible. And they think that the new fourth season might be this year. Sooner than we think. That's what they, yeah. Mr. Poopy Butthole or somebody announced that. That would be great. Um, all right, so now we're at Drinking Bro of the Week. You get to name him or her, somebody that you think is awesome that helped you along the way, or somebody you want to give a shout out to. Um, there is, uh, well, F- Drinking Bro, who I who is my my main man, who um his name is Freddie Sarkis. He's in New York. He's um he's a bar owner. He owns uh, Pouring Ribbons on. Uh, 13th and B in Alphabet City and he is just a guy that I was like one day in life I was sort of hit a rut and I was like dude we should we'd always talked about traveling I've known this guy for many 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 years 
And I was like, we never travel. And he's always been a bar owner, really famous bartender, made a lot of amazing cocktails. There's a super famous bar in Chicago, Miami, and out here in LA called The Broken Shaker. And he designed their menus and they became like best new bar in America or something. Like he like he has a lot of accolades. Even if I get that one wrong, look him up. He's one of the most talented people on planet Earth. And so he is somebody that everybody really respects in the community. And so what we he and I did is we went all around the world. We've been to a ton of places and gone to the best bars in the world and just we've seeked them out nice. to go get fucking drunk Cheers. so Cheers. to freddie sarkis to freddie sarkis he's my so anyway he's the he's like my my, the, my original drinking buddy and how can uh everybody find you on social media at jonathan kite j-o-n-a-t-h-a-n-k-i-t-e is my uh, facebook my instagram and my twitter handles at you. jonathan kite on everything on everything <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, for Vincent Marcus, Jonathan Kite, and whoever. Uh, this is Streaming News.